0: Before we get rolling here, uh, you guys have heard me talk about Quater by Travis Matthew, specifically the Legend shoe uh, that you've been seeing in a lot of videos. If you like the Legend or the Money Maker, which we've also talked about, they've also added two new additions to their golf footwear line: the Ringer and the Wildcat. Apparently, we've got some in the mail coming our way, and I can't wait to add them to the mix. the uh, The new premium performance golf shoes have something for everyone. So you can, without sacrificing style, the Quater uh, shoes incorporate useful technology into premium performance. Products, so I, I guess I didn't really realize until after I put on the Legend shoe how much my other white uh, shoes were just clunky and how bad they were giving me blisters and how uncomfortable they were. I kind of thought just a, a you know a, a white dr- almost dress style golf shoe had to be uncomfortable. That was not before i that was before I tried Quater from Travis Matthews. So if you're interested in giving Quater a try, first time customers will get 15 percent off their purchase when they visit Quater.com. That's 15 percent off your first Quater purchase www.quater.com That's C-U-A-T-E-R.com. Now let's get to our podcast with Colin Morikawa. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. We are here, uh, early morning riser here at the Players' Championship on Tuesday. A Already a PJ Tour winner, no longer rookie, Colin Morikawa. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. You're an early riser. Is this a normal thing for you? Are you up early practicing?
1: I, You know, I am. And it's tough because like a bunch of the young guys, when I ask them, like, oh, you want to go play in the morning? They're like, ah, they they give me a, you know, a questionable look because it's like, why do you want to get up so early? And it's just, it's kind of who I've always been. Like, I, I'd rather get up early, get everything done and go from there. I want to, there's a lot I want to
0: cover with you. One, and I, I, I have a feeling, you know, you were a polished, you know, college player. You played for four years. I think you were, I would imagine, well, let me ask it that way. Were you, do you feel like you were ready to come out and play professionally before you actually did? I mean, why, why was it important to you to get a degree?
1: I, I think I was. I mean, you know, I thought about it sophomore year. I don't think I was as ready sophomore year, but that junior year I definitely thought about turning pro. What was your
0: record like for people <clears> that don't know in college?
1: I mean, let's see. I was a three-time first-team All-American. Um, f- you know, for even my freshman year I was a third-team All-American. Um, had the lowest scoring average in NCAA history. Beat out uh, Bill Haas, I believe, from Wake had the leading NCAA scoring average, I think my junior year.
0: You've you've spouted this resume so off before. It's, no, and, and, no, no,
1: and like these are things like I've told my caddy, and like to be honest, right now it, it doesn't matter at all. Like I, I could have been the thousandth ranked player as an amateur, and like you know, it all disappears. And that's what's crazy about every kind of level you go from. Like it was such a big realization when I turned when i when i went to college cuz like that junior career you had didn't matter now you're playing for a team everything matters there so like for me you know when you are that rookie when you're that freshman it doesn't matter you're on a blank slate and you have to go prove to yourself first that you're able to do this
0: which the next step and when you turn pro is like you said you start from a blank slate none of that counts you're getting some sponsors exemptions at least to start your career but can you, I guess, explain? I, I every chance I get to emphasize how difficult it is to get a tour card in seven starts. Are you overwhelmed at all with you know the challenge that was? Uh, obviously not. You you won shortly after that, but <laughs> w- before it started, are you thinking like, whoa, I got my work cut out for me. I got to go straight to the PGA Tour and try to get 125th ranked FedEx Cup points right away.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you talk about being ready. And junior year, I was ready, but I asked John Rahm at my Ben Hogan Award my first year. I was there. Why'd you stay four years? That guy was number one am for years. Like, not just a small stretch of golf in college. Like, he was ready. And he told me he used that senior year to prep and get ready for the PGA Tour, get ready for whatever was to come. And that's what I used it for, not only just to try clubs, figure out what companies I was going to be with, but like figure out how I'd spend my weeks here. Cause I I played two PGA Tour tournaments as an amateur, one now Cornfair event and the ones the pj tour events i'd spend like hours on end on the practice range putting green whatever like monday tuesday wednesday and i never do that i never <laughs> beat balls on the range i never like am there for hours morning to night like that's not me i i rarely practice after my rounds like it's kind of you know it's it's just not who i am my like, caddy has a running joke of just asking me oh we're going to go practice after the round like he's just (laughs) waiting for that day because it'll happen but for right now like I feel mentally prepared after every round so on that end you know I, I felt like I was so prepared you know to go out there that senior year so
0: you're saying when you those first few events like that was those events the PGA Tour events and corn events felt very different and that you're practicing a little differently. Yeah. But when you came out officially as a pro, yeah. you're like, hey, I'm I am who I am now, and I'm not I'm not messing with that. Yeah.
1: Sorry to go off top. No, off no track we can there, go, there, go like anywhere off, you want. <laughs> yeah. So the, I mean, those seven events, you have to be ready. You know, there's that. 125 number that you gotta reach to get your card. Did you know what that point I, number? I didn't was? know what that points number because for me, if I got ahead of myself that summer just for the next event, that next start, it was gonna be like, you know, yeah. you're gonna start thinking ahead. You're gonna be like, oh, I need to finish 24th just to get <laughs> enough points. And like, that's when things go bad. Yeah. That's when everything goes bad. And um for me you know i just had to go out there and literally try and win and i don't think i had that mindset until i heard brooks yeah you know, i was just i heard it i i read it through something brooks at travelers which is when you know all of us rookies it was the four of us me matt wolf victor hovland justin uh, they all kind of touted us put us all on a pedestal together right there said we're all starting here even though i already had two starts already yeah. and you know they said all right, I heard Brooks say I went from thinking about just making cuts when I first turned pro to top 25s, top 10s, top 5s to winning. And I know he obviously has that mindset. We're going to win every week. Rory has that mindset. Tiger has that mindset. So why can't I just change my mindset like that quicker? I felt like I prepped already. I felt like my game was there. Why not change it to, you know, miss or making cuts are great. To let's try and win. So that summer, there was a lot to to you know to work through. And after 3M happened, I was still shy of so many points I needed, <laughs> which is crazy. And I had three more starts left, and I knew I knew I was going to get it done. I just had that feeling it, it was going to happen, you know.
0: Well, that attitude probably helps lead to your first PGA Tour win. But
1: yeah, is there a mm-hmm. like,
0: so? At a certain level, obviously, we're at the Players, which is one of the biggest productions in golf as far as media and TV and fans and all that stuff. But the more I come out to tournaments, the more I kind of realize, oh, yeah, this kind of in, in a very small way looks like my high school golf tournaments in that there's all this other noise going around. But inside the ropes, it's just like about a golf tournament. Did you feel like that transition from college to pro is it at all a distraction, all the things that are going on around you? Or did it feel pretty similar when you go to tee it, tee it up?
1: Well, I think that's what, you know, I kind of use that senior year to prep for. Yeah. Because there's all these club companies. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate to be with two of the best companies. I'm with TaylorMade and Adidas. Like, I love them, you know, but senior year in college, I had a bunch of different clubs in my bag, in my apartment, everything to test. And that's what I realized. Like, you can come out here every single week. And have a new set of clubs, different clubs, and like you'd be like, yeah, they're they're working great because like it's it's just new stuff. You think it yeah. it, it all it's always going to work, even if it's not the newest product. Just new clubs are like, oh, this is different. This will help me. And I've had to realize like, let's not change as much because that's the biggest thing. When you come out here, there are so many distractions, and you you have to stay focused on what you're here to do. You How know, are you, you able to do that? I, I think it's just thinking about what the end goal is for the week. You know, where do we want to be on Sunday? We want to be in the final group. We want to be walking down 18 with the lead. We want to be in contention every single weekend. Um, So, and you know, those those are lofty goals, but you have to set yourself to, you know, you have to put a path, at least I, I do, I have to put a path and a goal that that's what I want to do. Um, and that's what that
0: uh, there it can come off as as arrogant or cocky if you have that kind of attitude of like being out here to win. Mm-hmm. And like Tiger kind of got some blowback when he came out saying, like, no, I, I'm here to win. And I, it, sometimes as fans, people can look at that and say, and kind of roll your eyes at it. But the more I've like covered this, I, I think like, no, you have to have that attitude. or it's like you said, you're if you if you hit like what brooks said and that 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 quote that he had stuck with me too it's like if you have your eyes around the cut line you're probably going to be around yeah, the cut line Hundred percent. and there's a story somebody told me recently it was uh, a, a friend of a friend or something used to be a tour pro and was kind of middling and played with tom Lehman one time and he asked tom Lehman in one of the first two days uh like hey what do you think the cut's gonna be and layman just like looked at him like i have no idea <laughs> like i don't think about the cut yeah. and that light bulb kind of went off for him so i mean realistically uh playing again on a sponsor's exemption in Barracuda. Are you, you're, when you go to tee it up that week, did you see that golf course and think, I can win on this? Or was that at least a <laughs> little bit of a surprise to
1: you? It was it was weird because at the end of the week, I had no clue what I shot. I only, I only knew points. And like, that's the first time I've really been in that mode. Like, you know, we've had low rounds where you're kind of like, oh, I you know, wow, I'm six, seven, eight, nine. But like, I still know where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I had zero clue what. That I tried. had to help, and I think it did. And there, you know, there's a point to to just that format where it did help, because I was just trying to make as many birdies as I could. But yeah, you know, I, that was the first week when I had guaranteed my card for next year, and I had that was your first start. That was you had my first start. So yeah. John Deere, I guarantee I you know, I earned enough points to meet that 125 minimum. And, you know, I, I wanted to extend my season. There was only one way to do that. It was either there or Wyndham, and I had to win. And it was it was all out or nothing, you know, or else I would have had a longer break. And, you know, that's what I was going for. I, I had to win. But go back to that mindset of let's win. You know, the, you can't just jump to I'm going to win and not right. do anything. But, you know, I, there's just that extra edge of, like, I want to continue to play. The season is not over. Let's keep it going. And, um, I had a really good three stretch of the last holes there to make (laughs) birdie. I
0: can, I can Uh, understand the win. I can understand the success you had. What I can't understand, and I don't want to jinx it going into this week. You haven't missed a cut yet on the PGA tour.
1: Yeah, let's, let's,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get roasted (laughs) if you miss the cut this week. I'm just saying like that is, that's got to be at least a little bit astonishing to you.
1: You know, consistency is one of my biggest things. Yeah. Um, you know and there's a comfort level that you have to reach out here and you go back to how can me Matt Victor come out here this early and and play so well have our wins whatever and for us I think it's a comfort level you know I've always I've said it from day one we believe in ourselves we're always going to keep doing that but I think there's a sense of comfort that for me I didn't know as many guys you know Victor and Matt knew like Ricky they knew a couple of guys I knew guys I went to Cal I knew a lot of west coast guys a lot of the younger guys you know but my first week in Canada I was able to have dinner with Justin Thomas that helps like to meet all these guys I've you know I've met Tiger now I've met Gary Woodland Justin Rose I got to talk with before I turned pro like all these guys getting to know made it easier when I turned pro because when you step out there if I compare it to college I know every single person that's out there yeah. For the most part,
0: every term you're playing, not right? even just yeah.
1: players. I know coaches, I know media, I know doctors, whatever it is, I know it. And that's what made college so much easier is when you're a junior, or senior, because you know what's going on around. I still don't know where bathrooms are out here. I don't know where to park, I don't know. Like, today I got lost driving to the parking lot. And there's one entrance. Like, I had to ask it two is different big people. big Yeah, but like, I mean, it literally says player lot and like, I still get lost. And for me, like, it's how comfortable can I get quickly? And that's, you know, a big thing, thankfully, I've had a, I got a veteran caddy, JJ, Jack Vac on the bag, and that made it so much easier. But for me, it's consistency. You look at what Rory's done the past year, you know, John Rahm. They're contending every week. They're finishing top fives every single week. And that's where I want to get to. And that's that's where I thought my college game was. But that's where I want to be out here.
0: If you're listening to this episode, that means that Episode 7 of Season 5 of Taurus Sauce on our YouTube channel is out. This season is, of course, presented by our partner Original Penguin. You will see us rocking their gear throughout the entire season. Episode 7 takes you to Pinehurst, the number 4 course, the new Gil Hance uh, restored, redesigned. I'm not sure exactly what you, how you want to classify it. Uh, yours truly and uh, young Neil Schuster are in a, a death match. He is either... Moving on, he's gone all in, or he's going home. He has $41, and he's pushed it in the pot, and we have a great match that goes a long way. Um, So go ahead and check that out. And while you're at it, swing by OriginalPenguin.com. For anyone that wants to shop there, use the promo code. I'm sorry, do OriginalPenguin.com slash NLU30 And uh, you'll get a one-time use code for 30% off your first order at OriginalPenguin.com. Always remember to be an original. Swing by our YouTube channel, check that out, and go to OriginalPenguin.com slash NLU30. Let's get back to Colin Murakawa did you uh, because you grew up on the west coast um how much experience did you have playing like in florida because that's what that's what's kind of amazing me about all the locations you're playing and stuff is there's a lot of different grass types and a lot of young guys struggle when they you know sometimes when they come see bermuda they get like can't stand just because they're not used to it so has there been any uh, there hasn't clearly been too much but what's the learning process been like on playing in different parts of the country I'm sure you traveled some as a junior, but playing consistently on a type of grass is a different thing.
1: It's huge. I mean, I remember, so I mean, I played the junior players here in like 2013, 2014. So the biggest realization I had in playing Bermuda was when I played the, I think it was like a match play, it was an AJGA, um, like tournament, Rolex tournament, whatever, at the end of the year at PGA National. And I realized I can't. Chip in Bermuda, I can't play in the wind and my game sucks. <laughs> like, I I fully I did not play well. It was like a you play two days of stroke play, then you have match play, didn't make match play, and I just stood on the range the day after and like tried to figure out how to hit a ball in the wind. And I, I still it was still a learning process. I'm I'm still figuring out, you know, what works best. But that's when I realized, I mean, this was probably when I was Six, 15, 16, when I was like, I need to get better. And, you know, from then on, it's been a huge work in progress to figure out, you know, how to chip in this grass, how to putt out here with grain. And, um you know, thankfully I've been able to travel across the entire country and, and play a lot more golf now. You know, we, we had a, couple college events out here on the east coast so you know for right now i've seen everything i, I pretty much could have seen
0: let's say good had you seen so, anything like bay so they, hill last <laughs> <thankfully>, week
1: uh <laughs> you know it i thought it was hard my caddy and i looked at each other and we were like golf's not hard the, the ground is very hard mm-hmm. and we we just had to laugh at it because we knew you know it, it was tough to play but for us like I felt like my game was there. I felt like I can go out there, play really wo- good golf. And, you know, I, I thought I did. I, I just made some stupid errors that, you know, at the end of the round you're going to look at and realize, you know, it costed me a couple shots, and it's going to happen. Right. Like, I, I mean, work. that's
0: what everyone we've talked to is just like putting on those greens. It was almost like there's no gra- there was no grass to grab the yep. ball. It's the ball, just like the gliding. The ball is
1: literally floating, and when you have wind, down grain, downhill, it's... Good luck.
0: Yeah, it was it was border on luck, yeah. not not fun to watch, but I, for the most part, it was fun to watch. What what is has there been anything about turning pro, uh, playing on the tour, anything that's really kind of surprised you? Something that's been different than what you thought it would be? Um, I, some of the things you talked about there, just about like you didn't know where to go and all that stuff, is I think people can underrate how much stuff you guys got to like do on your own and figure out, and like the, the stress that comes with. Not knowing where you're staying and mm-hmm. getting to the course, what time to leave, what the traffic's going to be like—those are things you learn five years in, probably. But what's kind of surprised you about anything in the in the process?
1: Yeah, it's a tough one because there's not a lot. Because I I really think my senior year I prepped as right. much as I could for getting out here. But like you 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 said it right on. Like I don't know where to stay. Sometimes these weeks you're better off staying as close as you can to the course. Other weeks, ten fifteen minutes are perfectly fine. And it's just getting a grasp of, like, what to do, you know, who you're going to play practice rounds with. Um, but, I, you know, for everyone listening, like, our weeks aren't just Thursday through Sunday. We're here either Sunday night, Monday morning, you're flying in. And especially for, like, guys like me, the rookies out here, the young guys, we need to play as many rounds as we can. I'm fortunate enough to be in the Wednesday programs, but, like, this summer I wasn't. So I had to get all my work done in a Monday pro-am and then Tuesday I had to get all my work done. Wednesday I'm just practicing. So, you know, we have full weeks that we're just getting prepped for just for Thursday through Sunday. And then you got to do it all over again on a course you've never seen, place you've never been. And for us, you know, it's just how quickly can you learn? And that, you know, I love doing that because I love learning just off of like other people, watching them play you know, whether it's I'm watching you play or like anyone, like I can kind of just pick up something if, you know, you're decent at it. <laughs> you're not picking up anything from, <laughs> from this side it, yeah. of the table.
0: <laughs> uh, not, not right now. Do you, how, do you have a relationship with Max Homa at all?
1: A little bit, okay. yeah. We played oh, with yeah. him
0: yesterday and we play with a decent amount of, of pros in the area, but You know, I can hold my own. I can stay within six, eight shots. (laughs) He vaporized. He shot 63 yesterday with an OB OB ball on a par three. No shanks? No shanks. Okay,
1: so (laughs) what people don't realize is that he had two shanks that week, Okay, not just one. He had the one that was obviously on video, but I played with him the first two rounds, and I think it was the first day on whole – Twelve? no hole five after the par five
0: par, dog leg left par four is number yeah, five the short one. Hill, yeah. yeah number yeah. five right the before, bunkers, yeah, so. right in
1: between the par fives Yep. he was in the bunker short sided and kind of bladed but I'm going to call it a shank because like it came out straight to the right and <laughs> like I laughed because like <laughs> it happens, I mean, yeah, yeah. he shanked it but yeah I mean people don't realize but I mean, Max is awesome. Yeah. Like, getting to know him, he was a big reason why I went to Cal. Him, Brandon Hagee, Max Homa, Joel Stalter, you know, this dream team that they had of, of Cal Golf 2012, 2013. Like, that's what I wanted to be in.
0: Was it always Cal for you?
1: It, it yeah. wasn't. You know, no. for me, I, I looked at the Pac-12. I, I looked everywhere. And to me, I, I wanted to go to the best school. But Pac-12 to me has always been the strongest. My mom went to USC. Growing up in L.A., um, literally right near the Rose Bowl, like you could almost see it from my house, Pac-12 was the biggest thing. And, um, yeah, you know, I I took a while to decide. To be honest, I didn't like the the campus when I first went there. (laughs) I thought it was a little weird, Um, but I grew to like it. I loved my four years. I was up there in the Bay Area, and, um, you know, it'll, it'll always be kind of a second home for me.
0: Are you second home? That was my question. Home. Are have you yeah, moved? Are home. you still living in California? No, or, no okay. I
1: don't. I live in Vegas now. Okay, I was getting <laughs> ready. I, I, it's, yep.
0: It listed on your on the your whatever your tea time for this week that that is listed California. Yeah, and I was like, all right, he hasn't seen that, that
1: those taxes yet on his paycheck. <laughs> no, <laughs> is that no. the reason for moving? I moved out there very as quickly as I could. Really? I moved. I mean, I had a house pretty much before I turned pro, um, and we were ready. Yeah, I, I didn't want to stay in California. I think. LA will always be home I'm able to go back my brother's a junior in high school so like I still come and visit but yeah I had to get out of there mm-hmm. any
0: reason in particular or just kind well, of fought? you want to I be, think everything yeah
1: everything you put taxes but you also put golf courses you can play guys you can go practice with you know you want to have a group of guys you can always go out play with have a match because that's what keeps you sharp
0: so who do you play with and where do you play in, in uh, Vegas
1: so I'm, I'm at um, a discovery course called the Summit pretty new awesome place to to be at um but i'm, I'm playing with a lot with like younger guys shantara bond john oda um david lipsky alex kang david lipsky and i actually grew up in the same city locking out california went to the same high school never met each other and then like i think sophomore year of college i saw him practicing in la at the same course i was at and you know he's he's been an awesome guy to get to know, and then you know I've got to meet a bunch of older guys like Scott Piercy, Kevin Nah, Ryan Moore, um, that all live in Vegas, and like it's just this smaller group and now that's it's it's even growing even more. You know Justin Sa, I think is going to move out there. Norman Zhang lives out there. Doug Gim, Maverick McNeely, like all these guys I grew up with playing. Um, are all out there, so it's it's fun to play with because like you know when, when I have one week off, I'm practicing for three days, four days. So I just want to go out and play with these guys. I was going
0: to say, do you need like what what are you trying to simulate, right? I mean, do you have to play for a lot of money at home to, 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 to Well, no, I, like, no, five dollars still gets me going. Okay, good. That's why it it's never yeah. seems to be like play like guys. There's a certain group of guys that play for a lot of money, but almost yeah. everyone else, it's not. And God, I've never seen. the the, any of the games we play the people that hate losing the most like paying out a very not not large amount of money are professionals yeah
1: i mean i I don't mind playing for more but like if i go back to the my college guys that i graduated with and like we want to go bet five bucks now yeah that'll still get me because i still want to win like it doesn't have to be a thousand dollars a hole for me to like oh yeah now i'm motivated i want to win five dollars
0: there's a tour pro that we we see a lot around here he's probably eight to ten million in career earnings and there was a day he lost 300 bucks and every time i run into him he still mentions that day that he lost 300 bucks yeah
1: no i'd I'd hold that up because like for for me as a competitor and as an athlete and a golfer like i want to win no matter what we're doing like we can go be outside like throwing a piece of paper at a trash can i want to try and beat you at it because i want to be better
0: is there any, I'm sure there's a, there's, you would say there's a lot of things you need to improve on, but is there anything you've seen in your time out here, any particular shots, any particular wins or any, anything that you've seen that you're like, Whoa, okay. Now I've, now that I've experienced that in tournament competition on the PGA tour, I need to learn that. I need that shot.
1: Yeah. I mean, if, if we're talking ball striking, cause I, I think that's, you know, one of my strengths, but I still need to keep working on it. Cause it's not like it just is going to stay there forever. I got to keep it, mm-hmm. you know, nice and tight um i i cut the ball a lot i like to work it left to right so when i have a, a narrow gap or trees down the left or wind off the left i need to have a shot that's going to put me in the fairway that i you know that i can hit really straight i played two days or i played a day with joaquin um or two days with joaquin i guess and he has this nice stinger He I hits mean, it low <laughs> yeah if you saw that shot at kapalua it was low like that's what i want i need to have that shot not for every time but mm-hmm. like just to have a shot like that that I can put in play that's going to roll, you know, it'd be great at the British Open. Um, so for me, it's, it's just to figure out the left to right wins, especially if I cut the ball off the tee. Irons, I think I can work the ball no problem. Um, but it's just with the driver, I got to figure out. Other than that, yeah. Everything short game, putting, chipping, bunkers. Um, I've had some highs with my bunker. You know, right now, bunker game's kind of been a little iffy, but it's just. Like you said, week by week, sand is different, yeah. bunkers are different, um, conditions are different, whether the ground's firm, soft, you just got to figure it all out that Monday through Wednesday and, yeah. you know, hope, hope you're ready.
0: Matt Every said something interesting on the pod uh, a couple of days ago just about TPC Sawgrass in particular and that he thinks it favors guys that move it right to left because a lot of the holes that require that, uh, require it moving right to left, you can't start it left. Like, number two and number 16 those holes you there's no option to like hit a fade and some like even pros you know tree height doesn't usually stop guys if you want to hit a fade even <laughs> on a right to left dog like guys can yeah. hit fades and hold fairways and stuff like that but this place have you experienced that at all out here so
1: i, I mean i played the front nine yesterday and two i will not be taking driver yeah. unless the wind is hard off the right yeah i mean i i told my caddy i won't do it i mean i, I looked at it yesterday and was like and we tried it and like yeah i can pull off and draw a draw driver but, like, I can still reach the green with three wood, three wood, three wood, two iron, or whatever, and, like, be perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. So I might not be taking as advantage as, like, Rory when he's 70 yards ahead of me. <laughs> but, like, what are you going to do? Like, I have, I've got to stick to my game and and play well because I think I can still play well with what I do. It's not like I have to now have a 330-yard draw driver in my bag. Right, um, That's one shot I'm going to have. So... Yeah, there's a couple holes out here that I might need a little draw off the tee, but like for the most part, if I'm in the fairway, I'm gonna be perfectly fine with a five iron and I, I feel like I can still put it to ten feet.
0: What what do you what do you think of the players? You know, coming you you're not a seasoned vet on the tour yet, but what is your impression of the players championship? I know it, you know, kind of people will do the fifth major debate every every year when it comes around. Actually, it's been kind of quiet on that front this year, but <laughs> what is like your, how do you view this week? Is it any different than a normal tournament week or is it a bigger deal to you?
1: You know, I don't want to downplay it. And a couple people have asked me like, what does the players mean to you? And I think it's, to me, it's one of the strongest fields for sure. Like it's got everyone playing in it that everyone, you know, whoever can play in it, they're playing, but growing up, like watching the players. I thought it was always a cool event to watch cuz obviously you have 16, 17, 18, you know, always makes for an interesting finish, but I'm watching the four majors. You know, for me it's like you've got the US Open, Masters, British Open, PGA and like the players was just another event during the week that I was, we were going to go watch. And you know, I I think it's it's awesome what this event means to everyone because this is, you know, this is our tournament. This is what you know everyone wants to win as well, but I'm out here. Is it's another week? Like, why not just go prep like it is, mm-hmm. and let's just go play another uh, four rounds of golf?
0: Are you guys making the the recommendation for the pairing? Or do you guys get?
1: <laughs> I wish. <laughs> well,
0: is it? Are you fatigued at all <laughs> yet of the grouping? No, I'm saying the grouping. You got uh, Matt Wolf and yeah. uh, and Victor Hovland. It, it seems like you guys are all attached at the hip. Like, yeah. it, whenever one of you gets mentioned, we have like a running joke about it. Like, you have to mention the other two guys. Is that is that wearing on you yet at all? A little bit?
1: No. And it's weird because normally when you group like the Spieth and Justin Thomas or whatever, that there's that grouping of that class. I don't know what I think it's like the high school class of 2011. Right. They're all the same age. Me, Matt, and Victor are all different ages. Right. Like we are not. We're not the same age. We did not grow up in the same class like if you just talk about my class it's me i don't e- i don't even know who else is on me sam burns mm-hmm. i think that's it you know so but i i know we're going to be grouped forever like it, it it's not it's not tiring to hear it because i love these two i love the two other guys and it's the first time we're finally playing together mm-hmm. um i've already played with victor i mean i've played with each of them separately i haven't played with all three so it'll be really fun because I mean I love both of them. I, I think we work really well, and yeah, you're not trying to help each other, but I think we do help each other just being around each other yeah. when we play because Com- there's there's that comfort level.
0: Compa- uh, compare and contrast your guys' games. I mean, I know we've seen yeah. we've seen Wolf swing, and we know we at least know a little bit about yeah. Hovland, and he's becoming more prevalent uh, on the, on the PGA tour. But how how would you kind of compare and contrast your games?
1: Um, so I, I mean, I'd, I'd pick Wolf's driving because he hits the ball a mile. I mean, it's unbelievable how far he hits it, and he hits it pretty straight. Like, he hits it high and straight, and it's awesome to watch. I mean, it's something that I think we all wish we had, um, but we can't. <laughs> um, Victor's interesting off the drive because he has that, you know, that double pump or whatever you want to call it. How often does he do that? I, I When I played with him over the summer, he did it quite often. Uh-huh. But I don't know if he's been doing it. I haven't seen him play, um, so I don't know if he did it when he won in Puerto Rico. But it definitely goes farther. Has a little draw to it. Um, so Wolf's game hit it high, hit it far. You know that that's kind of his thing. But like I thought, I think he puts great. I think he's a great putter, solid around the greens. I, th- I think Victor is similar to my game. Like we hit it an average distance, whatever. We get it out there enough. Average. You yeah. hit, you hit <laughs> like, five
0: iron from 230 we, we into it. We hit it average. At 3M. Um, we got to talk about that shot.
1: But. Yeah, we will. <laughs> but, you know, Victor, I think, I, I love Victor's putting. That, like, the little longer putter, I might actually have to try that sometime soon because he's been in that forever, and I think he rolls the ball really well. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many putts he makes, but I think he rolls it really, really well. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my game is just a ball striking freaking galore. like that's <laughs> that's what I that's what I've always done and that's why you know the 4 years in college was so big cuz if if I came out here with my ball striking even in college but my my chipping as a junior yeah, you guys would laugh at me because <laughs> really? it would be atrocious <laughs> like it, it it would be scary to watch but you, but improved. I, you know I, yeah and that's one thing I went into college my freshman year I knew I had to improve it there's a couple guys on my team that had great short games, and I'd, I'd just do chipping competitions with them every single day, and that's how I'd practice, watching them practice, watching them chip, and just trying to, like, not replicate them, but learn something off yeah. of that. Because I think everyone learns the best when you tell yourself how to do it. But for me, like, I love watching Matt play. I love watching Victor. I love watching all these guys play whenever I'm out here because I can just kind of pick up something, not, like, how they're doing it, but just to feel or just to ask them how they feel it and then see if I can like translate that in my head. Because like if I tell you how to hit the ball, you're gonna you you're not gonna hit it exactly the same, but you gotta figure out that feel for you. Mm-hmm. Um so you know, for for our games, I think yeah, I, I think we're all really good ball strikers. Matt, Victor, me, we're all really good ball strikers. Can we figure out that short game is gonna be the biggest thing? Mm-hmm. Cause I, I think if we figure out our chipping, we figure out how to make a couple more putts? It's not like we got to make 15 more putts. How do we make three more putts a tournament? That's three shots right there. Mm-hmm. Um, our games will just take off.
0: Well, it was Victor after uh, after Bermuda, which, or I'm sorry, after Puerto Rico that he won. <laughs> I, I he goes that. and says, "I suck at chipping. I got exposed out there." That's
1: hilarious, Victor. It's crazy because I didn't. I have I haven't known Victor as much as I did Matt. I mean, I knew Matt as a junior. We played a lot of high school golf together, or not a lot. He was a sophomore when I was a senior, um, but I, I got to see him a lot as a junior college. I didn't see him until, you know, my junior year, and um, Victor's a freaking funny dude. Like, he's he's, really he's got that sarcasm. Like, I think I'd compare him closer to Max, because, like, if you get to know Max, he's hilarious. If you just see him walking around, like, I was like, oh, dude, this guy's just a regular dude, <laughs> like, just walking around in some vans, <laughs> <laughs> like... like But Victor, I think, yeah, Victor's funny. He
0: was about, I forget what tournament it was. He was like the favorite in one of the events last year. Um, And I think he- Max was? No, uh, Victor Victor was. And somebody asked him about him in the press conference. And he's like, yeah, I don't know about that. Stay off the weed. Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Victor, he's great. He's great. And like Matt just brings such a lively, young feeling. I mean- like I, I'm the old one, and I feel like the older one of the of the group. Um, but Matt is just—he's such a kid still, and he has to stay. I, I think he's got to stay that way because that's just who he is. That's and what. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I played with him um, a couple months ago uh, down and in, and in, uh, in Jupiter, and he he had just rap blaring with the biggest speaker from a cart I've ever seen yeah and it was just kind of like he and he's not even 21 yet mm-hmm. which we found out after the round and I was like <laughs> oh my god I forgot like you're not even you should be in college right now yep. this is it's oh, wild yeah. uh so uh, on the chipping thing I want to ask like what when you said you had stuff to learn and how you address that is it a technique thing I mean did your technique for chipping change or was it just literally just being around a chipping green hitting a bunch of shots
1: it's just hitting a bunch of shots It's, you know, yeah, I had to work on a few technique things and figure out, you know, where my hand should be here and there, what path or whatever. But for the most part, I I think our techniques are fine and they work. I know they work because we've been able to use them in tournaments and we've been perfectly fine. But it's having the mindset and that creativity of going to different shots and being able to hit different shot, different chip shots, different heights, different spins and just being comfortable wherever you are. That's the thing about golf. You're never going to have that same shot, you know, the the normal stuff. But in chipping, you know, you really, you're never going to be in that perfect flat lie where you practice chipping, Mm -hmm. where you have like five yards to carry, five yards to run out. That's never going to happen. You know, you're always going to be short-sighted. You're going to have a tough chip shot. And it's being creative, having those different shots when you go and practice, like doing those things. So that's the biggest thing for me is just staying creative, throwing balls, everywhere around the practice screen and chipping green and, and just seeing, you know, how I can hit that shot.
0: Well, let's go to the 3M there. Uh, I meant to, I meant to go back and watch it, but take me to that 18th hole. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> what was the scenario yeah. for you? You uh, you were ahead of, in the group ahead of Wolf, is that right? No, we, were, we played you were together. were the same group, that's we right. We were in that's the final right. group. That's right.
1: Um, I mean, whatever start this was, this was like start three <laughs> for him, five for me, final group. And I I was actually two over through three. Yeah, through three holes, and like you got to make birdies out there. Yeah, right? had yeah. to make birdies. I think we already we already lost the lead before we even teed off. You just had to make birdies. But going to eighteen, we're walking down eighteen fairway. Matt and I both striped our tee shots, and we look at each other, and we're just smiling because like we knew this is exactly what we wanted in our life. This is not going to be the last time it's going to happen, and let's go make something happen. Mm-hmm. So, man, a little downhill eye, I don't know how far I had, like 220, 210 or whatever. Adrenaline pumping, you know, I'm ready to hit the shot. And, like, this is what I'm prepped for. So, let's hit this great cut five iron. I mean, it couldn't have set up better, and yeah. I flushed it. <laughs> it looks like so I so good. I flushed the iron. And there's a little backstop, and I was kind of wishing it came down a little bit. But, like, I had 25, 30 feet, all I could ask for, and hit a great shot. And that's what you want to do. That's why you practice because you want to be in those positions to hit that shot and you know come away with it. And then you know we're on the green. Matt's out first, hits his putt. I'm like, wow, this is good. You know, and, and I had to anticipate that he was going to make it. I had to make my putt no matter what. It's not like I was trying to lag my right. eagle putt um, before he made it. But like after he made it, you know, I there was only one shot. Just go in or we're walking home. Mm-hmm. And you know it. I, I hit a great putt i would hit that putt 10 out of ten times the same way i had my caddy read it great green reader and you know just kind of missed a little low and that's gonna happen right but that's to be in math. that yeah. to be in that scenario to be in that position um that's all I could ask for god that sounds fun
0: i mean yeah, how much how much I i guess had you experienced that kind of adrenaline factor with yardages before <laughs> i mean that at that level I yeah mean, not, you, you knew not to much. dial back to five
1: you, I mean you had to and like I, I think my caddy wanted me to hit six because we had a little downslope and, like, I still could have carried, But, like, for me, what is that go to shot? When you're under pressure, you got to have that go to shot. For me, it was that cut. What, you know, I could choke up on the five iron, hit a cut, and that's what I did. And that's my go to shot. I'm not comfortable hitting just a full on six iron straight at the pin. I'd rather cut something in, and, like, that's why I practice it um, to have it in those scenarios. But, like, you know, you go back even to 17, or 16, 16, or no, 16, 15. Matt and I both had birdie putts within three feet, tap 15, I made a birdie, or 16, I made a birdie, and then you go to 17, and people, like, tell me, oh, man, your birdie putt should have went in on 17 and, like, pretty much 360 doubt or whatever. I thought my putt was going, like, 10 feet past the hole. So, really? like, I was happy. <laughs> I was pretty happy um, for it to lip out and have a tap-in because, like, People thought it should've gone in. I, I thought it was missing for sure. It was just too firm. Was, I thought it was too high, like caught the hole, luckily. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was just an awesome event to be a part of.
0: Well, I think if, in talking, and hearing your mental approach to the game and the way you describe that scenario, it makes my next question kind of feel kind of dumb with what <laughs> what is the nerves like? Cause it doesn't, it seems like yeah. you're, you're mentally prepared for that situation and it's not a fact. I'm sure nerves are a factor, but it's not mm-hmm. like you were especially nervous in that scenario. Is that accurate to say? Yeah,
1: I mean nerves are there, but you have to channel your nerves and change it to I wouldn't yeah, not excitement, but just like, you know, you're ready to go out there and play and compete. You know, if if you take those nerves and you, you use it as like nervous energy, you wanna call it, that's when you kinda just Yeah, things don't go well. Mm-hmm. But you have to change that nervous energy to how to hit a good shot, how to you know, what are we going to do? This is the shot I want to hit. How are we going to do it? And, you know, know your adrenaline's going to be there. You're going to hit it a little farther. It's going to, yeah, ball's going to fly if you hit it good. And um, you just have to think about all the things you normally think about. Not let other things come in. Don't skip your process of like, yeah, let's take one more extra practice swing or let's not take one more extra practice swing. Do what you do normally. Mm-hmm. Even though thoughts and, and things might be running quicker in your head, think about that target go out there hit that shot and execute well it's all you it's all you can do
0: i got a couple more things uh i want to get to you did it when we were at the barracuda you did a q a Q&A with jason bone one night what's yeah, it like just, sharing oh a stage God. with that
1: guy <laughs> i didn't know what i was getting into like, i could tell you I gotta, didn't. I gotta watch myself with like who i who i go in no i love i love getting to know these pros that was so much fun because like he he like lit up the room Awesome dude. No, no filter. And like, it was just saying a bunch of things that I could just laugh at. And like, as a 22 year old back then, like, I was just like, like, (laughs) I don't know what to say. I I can't say anything. No comment, but let this guy (laughs) speak and um, go free. But that's what I realized. Like, you know, people do love to to figure out who you are because they only see us on the golf course. And that's what I realized when I'm able to have lunch with these guys, have dinner. Like, we're all just normal dudes. You know, all of us are different. We're just normal guys just, you know, playing golf for a living. Right. And um, Jason Bone is like an awesome guy to get to know. Really funny guy. And that's what I've realized. A lot of these guys are pretty funny out here. They all have a sense of humor. um, And you want to find the best ones because like. When you hear them and you hear their yeah. material, like it's it's hilarious. Well, part
0: of golf, part of being a professional golfer, is entertaining. I mean, like yeah, a pro in yeah. and that's you know, people are going to walk away from every pro you play in, and people are going to ask, oh, what's he like? What's he like?" Golf is like the sport where I feel people care the most about people's mm-hmm. personalities. I don't think people are like, "Oh, what's it like to like?" What's LeBron like? Yeah, you know, I mean, it, 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 golfers are just so much more relatable in that mm-hmm. terms, but. So one of the things I was going to ask is, you know, when when guys come on TV, usually like the broadcasters go to like two or three things almost every time the guy comes on. What's something that people maybe don't know about you that, you know, yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't learn know from about. watching on TV?
1: Um, I love food. I'm not on any diet. I eat everything you put in front of me. Um, so like every week I should actually start doing this, like where I ask people what they recommend to eat, because like my girlfriend and I, she travels with me. We like love going to the best restaurants. It doesn't have to be the fanciest, but like give us the best food out there. And like we're there, you need like the spots, we yeah. love to eat. Talk and, to like, Joel Damon. Yeah, no, His exactly. Wife. I think yeah. that they love to eat. Yeah, and like that's I'm looking forward to Zurich this year. Um, <laughs> I don't know when this will be posted tonight. So this will be posted yeah. tonight. Okay, so. You know my my partner for Zerk will be very fun. I don't know if you guys know, but I did, like, but yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it, but it'll be released at some point, maybe today. Um, but like, the food over there is gonna be amazing. My my dad has been over there before, and like, he's literally spent like two days in a business conference and just ate. And like, that's what I love to do. I love to eat. Um, I love playing basketball with my friends at home. I still wish I skied because I, I love the mountains, but I also love the ocean. I love, like, just being in the ocean. Can't surf, which I wish I could. But, you know, we, I have a bunch of family in Hawaii, and, and one summer, you know, not, kind of go off track here. Two summers ago, my uncle took us to, like, the west side of Oahu, which is where the locals go. Like, you don't, you don't go there as a tourist. And we just wanted to go swim with dolphins. And you can go pay for that stuff, but we were just like, let's go drive early in the morning. So we woke up like before sunrise, drove out there. We just tried looking for some dolphins out there, saw some, and we just swam. We just swam way out in the ocean, and like that's what I love doing. I love I love adrenaline. I, I think my agents hate <laughs> like when I say I want to go skydiving. Uh, you know, you go to Tory Pines and you see those guys going. Oh yeah, um, off the the hang gliders. The hang gliders. Are there. I there want to is. do all yeah. that stuff. I love <laughs> adrenaline. Pump. Yeah. So that's a different adrenaline, mm-hmm. right?
0: Have you done? Have you skydived? Before? I haven't. Oh my and God. I, I don't
1: know who will let me, but <laughs> if it's, anyone's it's trained safe. out there.
0: It's safe. Well, I did it find once. me. I did it once. And I was, I thought, here's what I was picturing. You go up in the plane yeah. and they open a door and then you jump out of it. Our plane didn't have a door. I mean, we it's went wide up, open. We went 10,000 feet, and I wasn't strapped to the guy yet. So I was more oh, nervous oh, about that God, part than I was. And like, I could tell I was nervous, and the, the, the instructor like nudged the pilot, and the pilot like <laughs> jerked the wheel a little bit. And I, I went to go where'd grab for you, the risk. Where do it? Uh, it was in Namibia. So that's probably okay. part of the reason why. Yeah, like
1: you see those people like skydiving like Dubai or whatever, right? Yes, and that and looks like, awesome. That looks awesome.
0: It was like, it yeah. was more enjoyable than I couldn't have even imagine that yeah. free. Fall, I don't even there remember falling out of the plane, but that free fall. And then so like the on the mm-hmm. way down, the guy asks, like, do you want an adrenaline uh, like landing or do you want to just <laughs> land smoothly? And I was like adrenaline. Yeah. So we go through the clouds and he starts doing these three sixties with the parachute and everything. And then um, like does God. like a vertical dip and then kind of saved it at the end. And I was it, it like my heart was in the my throat. Oh, it was very real. Yeah. The the feeling was as soon as you landed, it was let's go back up immediately. Like, I, okay. I don't care what the price is, but like, give me another yeah. ride. That's, like that's, that's good. what I live for. Sorry. I live for
1: food and adrenaline. Apologies that's, to your agents. That's, <laughs> that's what I live for right there. That's, um, I, that's me.
0: Before we let you go, I want to ask about the Christmas card shoot because <laughs> yeah. uh, what, what was it like being in the room with, it, take us there, all the people, how was it? I don't even know how you got all those people in the same room at the yeah, same it, time. It, I mean, it was
1: like a six, 6.30 wake up call. We're all there eating breakfast and they're like, okay, everyone go get changed. So we're all in our own rooms. And I see this onesie and it's like sitting there and like, you didn't know it was going to be a onesie. No, no, no one knew. No (laughs) one knew it was going to happen. And I look at it. I'm like, this is an extra large. You guys have like a small and they're like, no, sorry. We we only have one size. And even like DJ and Rom were like swimming in it. So like, think about me. I'm five, nine, like small (laughs) dude. And you know, me and Rory are just like, oh, well, what are you going to do? But it was awesome to see because that was the first time I really got to interact with um like dj um with tiger i really got to spend some time with i already knew rory a little bit i knew rom i knew wolf obviously and or or jason day as well and like what a cool experience to start the day with that i mean they were not breathable we were sweating (laughs) and it was like 85 degrees and humid that day so like guys were going through shirts but like to be in that room all of us in onesies taking pictures. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, what more could you ask for in a situation like that? Because, like, those are guys I've watched growing up now, um, you know, and just. That's why so I looked at
0: you and Wolf in that photo and I'm like, yeah. oh, that's got to be a wild <laughs> You're experience. Like, what are these you know?
1: two little kids no. doing here? It's <laughs> like uh, for them, I'm like, yeah. they
0: belong there, but like, that, those other guys have a lot of yeah. experience. The only and... thing
1: I had with that was like, we had some really weird postures, like, Jason Day and I, I think we're on our knees, like one knee up. Like, no one does that in a Christmas <laughs> photo. Like, let us just be us and like have Rom carrying me or Rory and like <laughs> DJ picking up Wolf or something. Like, that's what I think we should have done. But no, I think it came out great. It was like, people good. loved
0: it, it was funny. What yeah. uh, what's your uh, is that you've been your only experience with Tiger? Have you had any other? Have you played with him at all? Or
1: um, I've been fortunate enough to be under the same agency, so I've, I've met him a couple times now. Um, but. I did play with him. I actually played with him the first two rounds, him and John Rahm at Torrey Pines, and what a special week that was because him being back in Torrey, crowds there were awesome, and the first thing he gave, you know, he told me was he gave me some, you know, crap about having a Cal yardage book cover in my back pocket right after I teed off. I mean, I hit my first drive, striped it. I think I was, I want to say I was like a yard past him, so I think he went first, Um, but I'm not positive on that. We're going to have to check shot link. (laughs) (laughs) but like three steps down he's giving me crap about what having a go bears cal yards book cover because he wants stanford sure and like that made it so much easier because yeah you know i already i already met him but i hadn't played golf with him and that made it so much easier for the rest of the day and and the next day as well because like once again we're all normal guys Mm -hmm. yeah you know he lives in a different limelight spotlight than all of us but like you know, I, I just want to have him as a friend and like a person I can reach out to if I need anything Um, because, yeah, yeah, he's gone through it all.
0: Yeah. That's a different that's a different tiger than a lot of guys <laughs> yeah. will tell you that they know. From, exactly. From and from like, that's why he was awesome. I think it helped. Years it ago. was a
1: Thursday, Friday too. Yeah. It wasn't a Sunday. I'm sure on a Sunday, him leading, he's not going to say a single word to me. Yeah. Have you, you know? heard the female story but from the Masters? where no. uh-huh. uh Like
0: they, they hadn't chatted much. They're in the final group of Augusta this past year, haven't chatted much. I think it's like seventh hole and... Fina was like, hey, how are uh, you know how are the kids? And he just looked at him and goes, they're good. And <laughs> didn't say another word the rest of the round. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So we,
1: we had definitely a lot more conversation than that. Yeah, which is awesome to have. Well,
0: on that note, I don't want to say you're in the Masters, but you're 44th in the world right now. I know. It's looking looking good. Yeah, I'm talk. I'm going for like a couple jinxes for you. Uh, <laughs> you're not <gonna> lie. Okay. <laughs> oh my god! How much has that been on your radar? I know you you when we were talking about your your temporary membership you you said i gotta go out and play golf and let it all sort out same approach to the masters i assume
1: same thing um obviously at the beginning of this new season so you go back to fall of 2019 i I mapped everything out we looked at where we were in the world rankings if i just play some decent golf we're gonna get there Mm -hmm. and um yeah we've we've slowly worked our way there you know i got into my first wgc in mexico after riv um, had a great, uh, stumble five putt. Yes, I do. Five putt. Uh, hopefully that is the last time in my professional career, um, <laughs> that that'll happen. Um, but that's POA. Yeah, uh, sure. We can blame it on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it, it's been on my mind. It's a tournament I want to be at, you know, I, I want to be there and, um, I've got this week, I'm going to play match play. So I've got a, I've got a couple more weeks to play some good golf, get myself solidified up there. But, um, you know, we are in a good position, and I, I want to be there. I know there's a lot of young guys. I saw something like this could be one of the bigger fields um, just because so many guys have qualified for the Masters this year. But it's a place I've never been. It's obviously pretty special to be there, but I've got to worry about this week at the Players. Um, if I start getting ahead of myself, right. you know, I, I still have to tell myself to, to worry about this week. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what I think I did a really good job of last summer is not getting ahead of myself I gotta keep doing that Um, and just look at these as they're all opportunities you know you gotta take advantage of these opportunities this is an opportunity to be here at the players it's a pretty special week and uh, let's see if we can make something out of it because that's what you want to do
0: right well let's get let's get you out of here before I jinx anything or make sure you're not (laughs) make you look ahead any more than you already have so Colin thanks so much for joining best of luck this week at the players and I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot more from you in the future
1: thanks for having me it was really fun